listening to the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast, created by the Arthritis Foundation to help people with arthritis and the people who love them live their best lives. If you're dealing with chronic pain, this podcast is for you. You may have arthritis, but it doesn't have you. Here, you'll learn how you can take control. Our host is Rebecca Gillette, an arthritis patient and occupational therapist who is joined by others to help you live your yes. Thanks for joining us this year on the Live Yes with Arthritis podcast. It has been a joy to continue on this journey with all of you. As we wrap up 2021 in yet another year of dealing with a pandemic and lots of uncertainty, I thought we'd share some of the highlights from our most popular and favorite episodes. And a great way to sum it all up is to share a montage of our top takeaways from some of these episodes. Enjoy, take a listen, and happy holidays. Keep an eye on the developing information. We're learning more all of the time. <laughs> Recognize that it's not your fault. You didn't get arthritis because you didn't eat enough yogurt. Um, <laughs> and I had actually heard and read some people saying, avoid nightshade vegetables and you don't need your arthritis treatment. And as much as anti-inflammatory diets, very interesting. Take those kinds of things with a grain of salt no pun intended, <laughs> because you know we've come so far otherwise in the treatment of patients with arthritis and getting them so much better than we had years ago. I think one thing is that, of course, a healthy diet is going to help in general. I mean, not only in arthritis. I think that we need to, to be much more aware of our health and that not everything is able to be treated with pills and that this is not the way to go. You also have to be aware that how you're going to respond to any change that you introduce, it can be very variable between patients, between friends, between colleagues, okay? So not because something worked in somebody else or maybe some friend or some relative is going to work in your case. You can try, but you have to be aware of that. And you need to be sure that you have your disease control, especially in arthritis, where if you don't go to follow up, the doctor, whatever, you can simply like get progression of the disease and you can come one day without bone damage and the following day, the x-rays is showing bone damage. So it's very important that people is aware that they need to control the arthritis and then they can discuss with their doctor about complementary treatments like a diet. Number one is the science is coming, but it's still, as of right now, woefully inadequate to guide specific dosing regimens as we'd expect for other FDA-approved medications. Number two, the legal environment is confusing and it places a lot of burden on patients in finding the products that they might use, as well as figuring out what works best for them individually. So that brings me to point three, which is, if you are someone who is choosing to use medical cannabis products, do your best to treat them as medicine and use them cautiously. They're not a panacea, but they may be helpful for some symptoms in some people. So identify the reasons why you are using these products, track your symptoms, 
listen to your body, and come up with a flexible treatment plan that clearly defines success and failure. Just notice how these products then interact with your daily needs and other self-management strategies, as well as your symptoms. Because if you're using them, but your ability to exercise or your ability to do some of the things that really bring you meaning and joy go away, then maybe that's an indication that these are not good for you. But if it enhances your ability to do that, then fantastic. Donations from people like you support this podcast and other educational resources, as well as Arthritis Foundation advocacy and scientific research initiatives. Consider making a tax-deductible gift during this season of giving. Say yes to conquering arthritis. Please donate at arthritis.org slash donate. Well, my very top one would be that your story is the most compelling thing that you have to bring to the table. Advocacy doesn't have to be scary. You don't have to worry about knowing every single corner of the legislation or the data points. That's my job as a staff person. Your job is just to tell your story. Your story matters. That's number one. Number two is it doesn't have to be difficult. You can make it as easy or as complicated as you want. And then the third is that it doesn't have to take a long time. I will go back to what you said a few minutes ago, Rebecca, that you could open up an action alert and then be in touch with your member of Congress in less than five minutes. The first one is that you're not alone. This is happening to a lot of patients and that this more than other things is at the, at the heart of why they're not living life to the fullest, to the way that they want to live their lives. Another takeaway would be that help is on the way. It may be slow coming, but it's on the way. We're not going to give up on this area of research because this is something that has the chance to, to help patients who not just have arthritis, but who have a lot of conditions that are characterized by inflammation. My final takeaway is look for a clinician who cares about this, who asks about this. If they don't ask about it, bring it up and, and look for people who take this seriously until the person you're seeing is really invested in knowing whether or not this is also getting better, right? You don't want them to say, your joints look fine. Have a nice day. You yeah. want them to say, we're doing a good job here, but I'm still concerned about the level of cognitive impairment that you're reporting. I'm still concerned about how your energy levels are really, really low. Let's keep working together. Let's keep doing some more if it takes trial and error to try to get you into a better place. There's really exciting things happening in drug development, but of course, it takes a really long time to get these things work well and to get them out to the public. My top three takeaways are that this is a very common symptom that patients with chronic inflammatory diseases, in particular chronic inflammatory painful diseases that can disturb sleep as part of their normal mechanisms. Mm. Brain fog is very, very common. Sometimes it melts away when the disease comes under good control. If we can achieve remission, I think it's really worth paying close attention to the simple things. It's what everybody's mother told them. Get a good night's sleep, get plenty of exercise, eat healthy food. Well, I think that if you can get 
a relationship with an occupational therapist that specializes in arthritis, that you will have a lifelong friend. (laughs) Maybe it's for an orthosis. Maybe it's for that education. Maybe it's just to point you in the right direction for some of these adaptive tools. Also, your home management, making it a habit and making it things you do at home, looking at those self-management techniques that are everywhere and making them a habit. They can really decrease your pain. Sometimes the internet can be your friend and sometimes it can be your foe. You know, there's all these remedies out there that are not always proven. Mm -hmm. Go to the professional that is in the research who can say, well, there's not really been a study on that yet. You don't want to spend your money in something that's not going to benefit you. As you start planning New Year's resolutions, download our special app called Vim to help you set the goals you want to achieve. You'll also have at your fingertips a wealth of resources covering all kinds of topics, including medical information, lifestyle tips, and more. Plus, connect with others. Download Vim for free at arthritis.org slash V-I-M. What I would want for people to take away is, you know, your body image is this way that you relate to yourself and that it, it can be a work in progress. You know, it'll probably change over time and that maybe we should expect that, you know, and being, you know, kind um, and practicing self-compassion is just a really important part of establishing a healthy relationship with ourselves and our, and our body image. I think the other thing that is important is um, acceptance. There are some really great resources out there, either meditations or workbooks even that talk about the practice of self-acceptance or even radical acceptance, self-acceptance. And I think that's an important um, step in developing um, a healthy relationship with ourselves. The other thing that I would talk about is, is don't forget about pleasure. The role of pleasure is really important when it comes to having a healthy relationship with your with yourself and with your body. And pleasure can come in all sorts of shapes, all sorts of sizes and all sorts of experiences. And so really engaging your senses in a way that makes you feel alive and in your body in a pleasant way is really important and should be done often. You want to remind yourself of what it feels like to feel good in your body whenever you get a chance. Look at your big goal, but work your way backwards. Break it up, be specific and measurable. Get something that's quickly achievable. Mm-hmm. Stay on track. And the second one is find a method to track your progress so that you can reward yourself. And the third one is find your accountability partner, your cheerleader, that person that's going to push you forward and keep you going. And if I give you just one more, which is I know four, and I know you said three, but I'm, I'm always breaking the rules a little bit. So <laughs> we um, love it. Just remember that if you don't reach your goal, you're going to reevaluate, or as Julie likes to say, recalibrate it and see if you can achieve a smaller one first. Failure is only failure if you stop. If you keep going, it's not a failure. You've learned from it and you move forward. It's only a failure if you stop. I really want everyone to remember A plus B equals R because that will help you when you're having to make a hard decision or just throughout everyday life. And then the support system. Definitely the support system. I think that's so important. That will help you go so far in life. And a third one 
I'll feel guilty a lot of times when I need to rest or I'm in pain and I can't keep up. So I don't like it when I feel that way. And I want people to know that it's okay when you need to rest or you can't keep up with someone else. So to not feel guilty, because I do that all the time and I need to remind myself all the time that it's okay. And I, I shouldn't feel guilty. That's, that's not right. I shouldn't have to feel like that. I think that my three takeaways are all about listening. And so the first one is to listen to yourself, to pay attention to what you're noticing in your own body, to trust yourself as the world's leading expert of your own body, and to respond to whatever you're noticing in your body, not ignoring it, not stuffing it down, not pushing through it. In yoga, we say adapt, adjust, accommodate. And so I think that that's a useful mantra when it comes to paying attention to what we're feeling and then responding accordingly. But in addition to listening to ourselves and what we're experiencing, it's also important to listen to healthcare professionals and their expertise. Because while we may know how we feel, they know what's going on with the underlying disease. And then the third is about listening to yoga experts. And so that starts with finding someone who has the right expertise, training, experience to offer you appropriate guidance and then taking that guidance and making use of it in your own practice. So listen to yourself, listen to your doctors, and then listen to a really good yoga teacher. The holiday season can be tough, especially if you're trying to cope with chronic pain on top of other things like health insurance issues, finding medication information, tracking down the resources you need, and more. If you've got questions, our experienced helpline team will try to get answers. Get started at arthritis.org slash helpline. I hope you enjoyed those top takeaways from some of our most popular episodes. Some of the highlights for me this year when it comes to the podcast topics we covered have been really, one, all of the mindful movement topics. As you know, mindfulness has become a big thing that I've tried to incorporate into my daily life and helping me to manage my arthritis. And mindful movement, Tai Chi and yoga have been very popular episodes, but two things that I'm trying to get back to incorporating into my days. Another favorite episode of mine, maybe even one of my all-time favorites, has been the episode with Natalie Decker, Driven to Beat Arthritis. Her suggestion of taking a look at managing our arthritis and life with her equation of A plus B equals R is something that has stuck to me and I have actually really tried to apply to my daily life. A are those things that we can control, like our diet and how much we move and the things that we can do to manage our arthritis. B are those things that we can't really have any control over and there's nothing that we can do. But R is the result that happens for us putting in our best foot forward and trying the best that we can with what we have and the energy that we have for that day to manage arthritis. And that's just the result that we're going to get. And I think that's something that has really been helpful for me in trying to navigate yet another year of this pandemic. Another highlight, but sad highlight would be the departure of Julie as the co-host on the podcast with me. 
I'm so happy for her next chapter and what she's doing right now. And I know she's loving it, but we do miss her at the podcast. I just wanted to say as we wrap up this year and another round of Live Yes with Arthritis podcast episodes, thank you to all of you, our listeners. And before we close out, a few notes of thanks. None of this would be possible without our amazing podcast team. I want to thank Tony, who is our voice of God, as we call him, and editor extraordinaire uh, for the podcast, as well as all of our episode producers. There is a team of producers who help pull this together and a marketing team who do everything from graphics to promos for social media to getting the project going. Thank you to all of our team. And also thank you to Atlanta Podcast Recording and Daniel Dottridge for making us sound amazing and putting out a product that is great. Thanks to you, all of our listeners. It's all of you who make all of this worthwhile. Please keep sending us your questions and your comments and feedback so we can feature it in the listener segment in the episodes upcoming for 2022. And most of all, thanks to all of our generous donors to the Arthritis Foundation. Our donors are who make this podcast possible and other patient education resources, tools, and research possible for the Arthritis Foundation in our community. Want to wish you all a heartfelt happy holiday season. Be good to yourself. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year as we take a break for the holidays to continue to help you live your yes. The Live Yes with Arthritis podcast is independently produced by the Arthritis Foundation to help people living with arthritis and chronic pain live their best life. People like you. For a transcript and show notes, go to arthritis.org slash podcast. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And stay in touch.